line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Dribbles to the baseline, got deep, shovel across, kick to Mo, three-pointer in the air, Gibson again, got it again! He's hot! He's a Mo-Dramatic tonight! That's his fifth triple! Got it off to Mo Gibson, Harkless, drive, kick it out, Mason, high to Mo. pump fake, steps in, shoots a three, oh, he's feeling it! He's feeling it! He knocked the bottom out of it again! In the paint, give out, Mo. three, hit the air, he got it again! He got it again! Swing it to Harkless, corner Mo, pump fake, lets a guy fly by, shoots a three, and he got it again! Mo Gibson's been magic tonight! Final score tonight in Norman, Oklahoma 70 and Texas Tech 55. Victory! can say is it's about time and they stay there and they say yeah and they say there what a game i've got to give it up to myself for saying that we got to shoot the three well to win i know it's the one thing that i hate i love watching ou basketball games but there is one thing that i hate is every time it's late in the game and OU has like 67, I'm like, oh, God, no, do not let this happen. And then I'm so happy that Moe's draining every three he shoots, but it's like, really? Like, oh, God, I have to face it today. Yeah, we shot uh, 46% from three, 13 of 28, and I got to tell you, uh, making baskets is the difference, yeah, right? Well, uh, Teddy will be in the transfer portal soon. TNT is about to hire him on their uh, <laughs> NBA team right next to Chuck and Shaq. You did mm. say that uh, Mo Gibson is going to have to have a big night. You nailed it. Mm-mm. You nailed it. Uh, no, hey, good win last night. What a difference a one win makes, right? Now it's no like, doubt. well, hey, these guys aren't that bad. They can make the tournament now. <laughs> You know? I, think seven <laughs> I think they're squarely in now. Look at their RPI. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I had a huge night for Mo Gibson. Special night. That was awesome to watch. And mm-hmm. um, there you go. A very, very much needed win. Hope when uh, Rob Schneider was listening to the show yesterday, he didn't bet on Texas Tech after we both picked Tech to win. Now, what was the deal with that? So, um, I had a phone conversation earlier with... With uh, Rob? (laughs) No, not yet. Uh, Uh, Hopefully he calls the show today. Uh, Gannon, good dude. He's uh, with Saucy Sicilian, uh, the food truck up there. Have you ever had Saucy Sicilian before? I think It's really good. It's... They're all, they're all over the place. They're going to be at uh, HTO in uh, North OKC tonight, by the way. Anyway... Gannon was listening to us yesterday. He's a loyal listener to the ref. And I guess there was this car next to him. There were three dudes in it, one of them being Rob Schneider. Huh. And I guess Gannon, like, turned down his music, and he could still hear our show going on. So he was like, well, I thought I'd, I thought I'd turn down those guys, but I can still hear them. And he turned down us because they were listening to us in the other car as well. So... I guess, I guess, 
Rob Schneider has a friend that lives in Edmond, of all places, and this guy from Edmond listens to the show quite a bit. Rob was in the car, and so he was listening to the show. So, But it, it doesn't sound like he was just a prisoner and was just forced to listen to us. It sounds like, from what Gannon says, yeah. those two guys like got out of the car, and Rob stayed in the car to hear <laughs> what we were talking about. Now... That must have been the part where we were talking about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson yesterday. I think so. But <laughs> my hope is, being he's a Northern California guy, yeah. that he hates USC and he was just in the car saying, Oh, God, I love this. They're calling this guy Mule Shoe and everything. This is awesome. I love the USC hate that's going on. Yeah, I, that's interesting. How about that? Uh, who would have ever thought? That people in Edmond have friends, <laughs> right? And, and it, you know what? That's really the thing to take away from this. It really is. It really is, man. I no, agree. that's really cool. No, it's, it was cool. Uh, that's awesome. He's. Uh, I was a little bit starstruck, you know, when I found out that Rob Schneider, of all people, was listening to the show yesterday. Are we supposed to say uh, we suck again all over? <laughs> I uh, I did go through his IMDb. If I think that that's what it is, and I was kind of like living in the moment of how cool that is. But I was like, "Yep, good movie. Oh yeah, he was hilarious in that. Oh, when he was the minister, and uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's one of my favorite uh, movie moments ever. The Wrong Missy. That's recent. That's e- even a great movie. I've got to tell no you. misses for this guy." I got to tell you, honestly, I believe that there is a cinematic masterpiece that he was in that maybe will never get its true um, recognition, the true recognition it deserves. Maybe in 100, 200 years, whenever people are coming looking back through what we put out during this time the art that we put out hopefully they come across uh Deuce Bigelow Mel Gigolo <laughs> right cuz i got to tell you it's not talked about enough i i'm i am not joking when i say that that movie is hilarious and i've seen it probably 50 times i think i made a mistake did you say steak <laughs> I like the, the my favorite part is when he takes the uh, girl with Tourette's to the baseball game. <laughs> That's the, whole, the best part. The whole movie is great. The entire movie when he continues to go to the pet store to have the girl get some of the stuff off the bottom of the tank yeah. or whatever. Parker says SNL subway guitarist is a legendary Rob Schneider moment. Oh, that's great. He really he's he's got a lot in even in some movies where he plays a small role like you can do it in the water boy it's still like the best part of the entire movie well that line right there lasted for i don't know still ten, going on 10 man. years still after going still going on now that was cool so rob if you're out there listening today or you know rob tell him to call in and we'll uh give some usc hate that's awesome. i'm guessing as a northern california guy he doesn't like usc but i i guess i could be wrong i don't know i don't know how that you're telling me that's where he's he's from born or that's is that where, where he, lives he, now? he was born in uh san francisco and in my wikipedia research today he went to san francisco state university so Ooh. san francisco state juggernaut out there that's probably maybe an arts college i don't even know san francisco state but that's cool 
nonetheless, that's awesome. And I'm sure there's a little bit of, there's got to be some, uh, like, Tulsa, Oklahoma City type of feeling between Northern California and Southern California, right? Well, what are you about to say? That Tulsa has a chip on their shoulder compared to OKC, and they're always looking to pick a fight and I, claim that their side is better. I was not picking any sides. I was not. Huh. I was not saying the beef originates from one city or the other. I was just saying there is a little bit of uh, rivalry, which is pretty uppity of you, honestly, Go ahead. and a little sad that you are you were. You were born and bred in the Tulsa area. Now right. you're, oh, but I work downtown Oklahoma City during the day. No, well, hang on a second. When did I ever give off any of that impression? It was, it was just the tone. I could hear it. I love... Is there a Broadway tent in Tulsa? <laughs> no. I can't answer that question. I don't think there is. But... I love Tulsa and Oklahoma City the exact same. Oh amount. God! Okay. Yeah, and, all right. Well, it's not at all. I don't love either one of them. Is, I was about to say, is that <laughs> is that why you chose to not move back to the Tulsa area yeah. after your NFL career was over? That's right. I like gold to be the best. I, the The thing that I hate the most about Tulsa is it costs like. $75 to drive from one side to the other with all of the, uh, the tolls that you have to go through. Uh, here's the most important thing, according to the Air Cover Solutions text line. And Rob Schneider is a conservative, just saying. Mm-hmm. You know how you go on somebody's Wikipedia page and it says, like, born one date, died here, sure. married to this person here, this is when they got divorced. Are you telling me his date of when he died is whenever people found out he was a conservative? No, it, on oh, his, okay. go look at it, it has when he was a Democrat and then oh, when he started funny. being a uh, uh, Republican. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Here's the date whenever you can start hating him, yeah. right here. Kendall says, well, Teddy can go pound sand with his 918 hate. I agree, Kendall, it's very disrespectful. There's no I would be offended there. if I were you. I, there's 405 hate as well. I mean, Tulsa is nicer, but whatever. Green country versus red dirt. Look what you've done. It is mm. more appealing to the eye, Tulsa is. I think that that is something that you really can't argue against. Right? Do you disagree with that? Um, well, here's something that I've always found interesting is that um, Tolls, they, they make fun of OKC Skyline. I didn't know that that was a thing until a couple months ago. I think they make fun of it because there is one particular building that is so yeah. much bigger than the rest. It's like, oh, that looks dumb. It does mm. kind of make the rest of the downtown look diminutive. Yeah. Sean, in his uh, always attempts to downgrade us, you know, or to, you know. <laughs> right. So the basis of this is someone saw someone in a car that looked like Rob Schneider. No, Rob Schneider got out of the car because this Rob Schneider went to this guy's pizza place yesterday. He got a picture with him and everything. Yeah. Or he, or he got a picture with, with a guy, guy that, that looked like <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah, exactly. The, the true I'm counting test it as is, a win, all right? Yeah, the true test is if you can have Rob recite a couple lines from Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo, then it's the true Rob Schneider. I can't believe you did this. Well, OKC wants to knock all the damn trees down. They do? They don't. What trees would they knock down? OKC equals world's largest truck stop. Where are you at, OKC? The Tulsa people are fired up right now, which might make a point, just saying. 
But uh, it's it's Tulsa area listeners that are firing out right now. Dang. It is somewhat true, but that's you have two huge interstates, national interstates that go uh, right through Oklahoma City. That's going to be part of the problem, all right? Ted went full-on Nichols Hill snob when he started working in OKC. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Nichols Hills. Ha! OKC is the world's largest truck stop. Okay, I've not heard of that one before. I find that I find that one interesting. It is? Yeah, I've... I, I don't know where that's coming from. Norman is better than OKC and Tulsa. My grandma also thought she saw Merle Haggard everywhere she went, so be careful with unverified sightings. I can verify this this was this was Rob Schneider. He's I've doing a he's doing a comedy show in um in OKC really? tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, at the Bricktown Comedy Club. How about that? Yeah, so it, it really was him, and he really was listening to our show. That's pretty cool. And he really was uh flipping double birds when we were talking about Lincoln. Wow, nice. Well, um, continue the OKC Tulsa now, spat. I, I'll give you the text line if you want to deal with that today. We need At some point, we do need to do uh, where I take over the text line again. You want to do that tomorrow? Are you in studio tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, we got to still got to eat those. We got to eat the MREs. That's We've, tomorrow? Uh, I mean, what, what day do you want to do it? You want to do it today? I really got... Uh, not really nervous, but I had second thoughts whenever everyone kept saying that. Uh, we won't be able to use the bathroom for 48 hours? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and you both, but I guess that's kind of the thrill of it now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm just trying to pick the right 48 hours to where that would actually come in handy. Yeah, I, it's like, is during the Super Bowl the best or the worst time? I don't really know. Post-Super Bowl, is that the best or worst time? I don't it's, know. That could be miserable. But yeah, I, you don't want to do it. Ah, man. Just not the day of. All right, you don't want to back the system up too much if that's going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of food hanging around on Super Bowl Sunday. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Keep hitting us on the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Telling it like it is, whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. Why do you move? For health, strength, endurance, power, love. There are a million reasons why we move and every one of them matters. Let us at OrthoCentral help keep you moving. OrthoCentral is proud to welcome sports medicine physician Aaron Smathers and joint replacement specialist Jeremiah Maupin to the team and they're now taking appointments. For more information, call 405-360-6764. OrthoCentral, it's in our bones to take care of yours. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. An energy savings agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. 
Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com. Chapel supplies you with industrial cleaning products that are built to last. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers on the market and a lifetime commitment to the service and support of your machine. Unlike most retailers, Chapel pressure washers run for hours, not minutes, and handle your toughest jobs without a pause. From simple projects around your home to industrial facility upkeep, Chapel supplies you with the tools to tackle every job. Chapel supplies you. Join the Unlimited Club at Oki Express Auto Wash. Then you can wash your car every day for one low monthly price. And right now, save half off your first month. Oki Express Auto Wash, where you can wash your car every day for one low monthly price. Catch sports radio icon Mike Steely and 247 reporter Parker Thune. Weekdays from noon to 2 on the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Monica Paris, Client Relationship Manager at Valiance Bank Norman. Valiance is a locally owned and operated bank catering to the needs of business professionals and executives throughout the Norman community. We are conveniently located in Norman's University North Park. Business in Norman is growing and so are we. We welcome you to come by the bank and meet one of our friendly bankers or better yet, give us a call at 405-286-5750. Valiance Bank, experience the difference. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Next Gen. Experience the next generation of personal training at Norman's Next Gen Fitness. This is Miles, one of the trainers at Next Gen. Our unique design at Next Gen Fitness includes private and group personal training along with personalized programs that our elite trainers can provide for you. Call 405-360-0001 or stop by and let myself or our team of elite trainers train you. Next Gen Fitness. We've been social distancing for years. Norman, Edmund, Tulsa. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. A uh, civil war is about to break out in the states, judging by the reactions on the Air Cover really? Solutions text line, 651-3439. Yeah, I could throw just this entire sheets just to my left away mm-hmm. uh, in terms of topics for today's show, and we could uh, go up to 6 o'clock tonight just reading text on the uh, text line. About Tulsa and Oklahoma City? Tulsa has many more murders and violent crime than OKC. Tulsa will always be OKC's little B, much like OSU is OU's. Woo. As a kid going to the Oklahoma City Blazer versus T- Tulsa Oilers games, that's when there was a rivalry. Those games were intense. That's they true. used to fight like crazy in those games, didn't they? Uh, yes. I've, found, I've always found that people who have strong hate for OKC usually can't name a single neighborhood slash area outside of Bricktown or the Outlet Mall. It's just some weird, unwarranted complex. Hmm. I yes, I think there is a natural 
instinct to defend the area in which you live and to hate the area in which you're compared. Trent says Tulsa is the Paris of the Plains. Hmm. No, that's interesting. That is interesting. There is a lot of art. There's a lot of museums in Tulsa. There's some truth to that. What's the Eiffel Tower in Tulsa? Do they have something iconic there? Or is it that new $32 billion park that they just built out there? The gathering mm-hmm. place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's probably it. Southeast Oklahoma for the win. McAllister, Oklahoma, baby. Some would say that McAllister is basically just a suburb of Tulsa. Yeah, mm-hmm. McAllister's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, nobody has ever referred to Tulsa as the city. Case closed, Tulsa wins. That's from Zane. <laughs> Maps made OKC what Tulsa wants to be. Keep it coming, uh, guys. This is yeah. good. Uh, I love the competitive spirit. Back to the McAllister one. Rarely do you have an ammunition depot and a federal prison in the same city. Uh, McAllister's pulled that off brilliantly. Texas got COVID, had diarrhea, and vomited. Then it all ended up in OKC. Hmm. Tulsa people are all backwoods hillbillies. Tulsa? Yeah, backwoods hillbillies. What it says. Oh, man. I don't know about that. I I think there's I feel like Tulsa and ah, I got to be careful with no, this. No, no, don't be careful. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Uh, there is Tulsa it, it's a beautiful area. The city's beautiful. They've done some great stuff there. But it's all northeastern transplants who are all buttholes. I don't know. I don't know where the. I don't think there's very many. Maybe there is a lot of transplants recently. I don't know about that. But there is a different feeling in Tulsa. I don't exactly know how to explain it, but it's different. Tulsa people are snobs who look down at their noses at OKC. But who has the NBA team? All right, guys, let's not use the local NBA team as a reason as to why OKC's better. I saw the uh, attendance that was at the game last night when they did the wide shot. It was like, oh, wow, yeah, well, we were right. No one cares about the Thunder or the NBA. That's why we don't talk about them around here. Are you telling me there was like uh, 4.5,000 people yeah, yes. at the I knew, OKC Thunder I knew game? that you would bring that up today. I was going to bring in this segment and say, all right, let's, let's spend a whole segment on the NBA trade deadline talk. <laughs> Not just kidding. No chance. Yeah. Um, I'll direct you to a couple other places if you want uh, NBA trade talk. God. We'll get that here. I That is th- the worst. I, I'll be glad whenever it's over so I don't have to hear, we could trade this, this, and this for that, that, and that. It's weird. It's the worst radio out there. It is. It is. Um, Tulsa is close to Arkansas, enough said. Dang. Tulsa's Texas A&M highly overvalues themselves. That's like 10%. That's 10.4% of the text that we've gotten on this subject. Look at Arkansas, though, taking some collateral damage for no reason. Well, even Texas, which is it's fine, obviously. Oh, Texas, yeah. Uh, Can't we all just get along? Do Tulsa fans, or fans, do people that live in Tulsa hate Texas as much as Oklahoma City I do? uh I don't think so, man. I, I feel like you have to get south. I think everyone hates Texas. But for the real hates, the real hate for the state of Texas, that lives in the Norman, Oklahoma City area for the most part, I feel like. 
Yeah, you have to drive through Denton once a year for OU Texas to really hate that. State. And they and they don't. I, well, at least they don't have to. Right. They can drive through uh, Durant to get there. I've made that drive before on OU Texas weekend. Not fun. Yeah. Well. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever ever uh, settle the debate. But here's what's great. Both cities are on the rise. Tyler. Oh, are they really? Yeah, that's remember? good. Tulsa's crime rates ten thousand dollars for people to come live there. Crime right? rate on the rise because I got a uh, text on Sunday afternoon from someone running for uh, in running for office in OKC that crime rate in OKC is at the same rate as it was in Chicago, something like that. She compared the crime rate in OKC to that of Chicago. It was something like that. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Carol's I'm, not really a factor anymore, so. I'm going to have to disagree with that one. <laughs> they may have been able to handpick one statistic out of there and said, look, look, see, we're the same on this one, but I'll go. Dr- yeah. yeah, well. I went ahead and replied stop on uh, <laughs> those texts that I was getting on Sunday. <laughs> like, sorry, Carol, this one's probably not happening for you. Just yeah. saying. Uh, I, did you see the new crop of rankings? That's a crop of crap and saying that OU is not going to be very good next year? No. Yeah, Parker and I were talking about it. Uh, the Action Network power rankings are out, which they go by analytics to, to find their numbers, whatever. Well, hang on. Before we go, what is Action Network? It's like a betting, okay. sports betting type of you know network, whatever. Okay. Uh, surprise, surprise. Texas is the highest ranked team at 16 with the, highest, oh, the Big 12 highest ranked yeah highest ranked Big 12 team at 16 TCU's at 19 OSU's at 26 o- OU's all the way back at number 30 so we continue to get further and further away from the top 25 the more these uh, way too early rankings power rankings whatever come out by the time we start the season OU will be in the mid 50s somewhere i don't I guess I don't understand that. They're picking all of those other teams in front of Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, they, they had o- o- OSU, TCU, and Texas. Baylor was all the way back at 51. OSU, TCU, and Texas. OSU, they lose they lose as much production as, as we do, probably. They don't lose a quarterback, but our quarterback will be better than Oklahoma State's quarterback next year. I believe that. That one seems interesting. Um, TCU, I don't even know where to go with TCU. TCU lost their best player, uh, running back, transferred out. They've got a a new regime coming in. I think they'll probably do some good things offensively, which, by the way, did you see uh, Jamarcus McFarland? Yeah, yeah, going to TCU as a D-line coach. That's awesome. Yeah, he seems – I had some run-ins with him. It's it's been a while, but he's a really cool dude. I, I really, really like him. Yeah, um, uh, he's he's done great. He he's paid his dues and he's ended up as a as a D line coach in a Power Five conference. That's awesome. I think you're going to see a lot more of that moving forward. You know, one thing that OU hasn't had to deal with, golly, I mean, ever since Mulshi was in here, is there's not a whole lot of people on a year in year out basis that are going out to get other jobs, and maybe that's because. If you're on the offensive staff, it's in some ways it was a dead-end job because the head coach is also the quarterback's coach, is also the offensive coordinator, is also right. the play caller. But I do think that we're about to see a scenario where way more guys, if they have success, and I think that they will, 
way more guys are going to get better opportunities outside. Now, there's yeah. two ways to look at that. One, well, OU hasn't been in a spot where they've had to replace coordinators in the past. That's never fun. True. But nobody's replaced more assistants over the years, or at least here recently, than Alabama, and they've been just fine. Like, the good side of that is you can routinely be bringing in new blood, new fresh ideas from, from outside, a new fresh perspective, which is, is never a bad thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I just can't figure it out. Like, is it is it the follow the leader thing though with picking Oklahoma so low? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's 30? just it's just I, I they're replacing a head coach, they're replacing a quarterback. You know how big that is for polls, like way too early preseason polls, right? Most of it is predicated on is your head coach coming back? Is your quarterback coming back? OU doesn't have either of those, so the thought is is they're just going to – next year is going to be a transition year. It's going to be a rebuilding year, and they're going to stink. Obviously, right. you and I both know that that's not true. Right. You and I both know they'll actually be better at head coach, and I think that they'll be better at quarterback than they were last year. They right. got a chance to be – It's uh, no, they have, to, they have a chance to be as good as they've been in quarterback in the past, in the past three years, counting this one. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think you like the you like the position of being underrated to start off the season. I I don't mind that at all. At the end of the day, I don't I don't care. I just I just find it I just find it interesting. I find it fascinating how you can take a um, a team that I mean, when's the last time? OU finished the season ranked outside of the top 25. Probably 2014, yeah, that 8-5 and five season. And they really, since then, it's, it hasn't been close. Yeah, 2017, you would have had a top five finish, right? Uh, 2015, right around there. 2016, Playoff. right? I mean, I, when, this we, year is probably the first time they finished outside the top 10. Yeah. In a while. It probably is. And where did they finish this year? Uh, 11, maybe? It was, it was 10 or 11, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, so I just I don't get it. Um, I made the joke earlier that as big of a surprise as it was, and when OU came from you know back in the pack in 2000 to win it, judging by what everyone thinks about this team this year, it would be an even bigger surprise if they were to figure out a way to win a national championship this year, bigger than it was in 2000. Right. Uh, we finished outside of the top 25 in 2012. Really. That doesn't seem right. I know. I know that they got thrashed by oh, no, Texas no, 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 A&M, no, 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 but that no. doesn't seem right. You're right. They were number 15, 10 and 3. Um, but, yeah, I think 14 is the only year I can find and probably have to go back to, what, 05? Um, 09. Well, 09 they finished strong. They may have snuck in after that Sun Bowl win against Utah. But here's, here's the deal. Like, OU's worst years, and by the way, their worst years since 2000 have been eight-win seasons. But they all have one thing in common. 2014, you didn't have good quarterback play. It, it really, yeah. you had bad quarterback play. 2009, you had inexperienced quarterback play with Landry Jones. Nobody expected him to have to play that year. Heck, he didn't have to expect to play that year. Uh, 2005, you, you went through some bumps with Paul Thompson and Rhett Bomar. So the only times when OU is finishing outside the top 25 and is an eight-win team is when they're below average at quarterback and – 
Dylan Gabriel does not have a below-average resume in college football. In fact, he has a really good resume in college football. 32 touchdowns, four interceptions, what, in 2020? Yeah. Um, they'll be okay. They'll be good. There, there is proof that if OU is good at quarterback, that equates to a lot of wins. And I don't know why this year would be any different. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's 09 and 2014, and that's the. those are the only times since – Two times since 1999. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden this year, with all of the good stuff we've got going on, and I get it, uh, Riley's gone, Caleb Williams is gone, but picking us outside of the top 25, outside of the top 30, you cannot find 30 or 29, however you want to uh, go about it. You can't find 29 schools that are going to be better than Oklahoma. It's like the rest of the country thinks that Barry Switzer just left OU to take another job. Right. Honest to God, that's that's what everyone's acting like. Outside of, outside of like, I don't want to call it a fluke, just a, a bad performance, which, you know, you're going to have one, maybe two of those a year. You may drop, like, when you're Oklahoma, pretty much every game you lose is one that you should have won, right? You should have beat that team. Yeah. So you have to have, like, a down performance. But outside of, like, just, like, not knowing when that day is going to come, you can't just, like, look at and pick that many teams that you would say are going to be better than uh, Oklahoma next year. You can pick the same ones. Maybe Georgia, Bama. Uh, Ohio State, like those small handful of schools. Outside of that, you can't you can't pick Pittsburgh ahead of Oklahoma or after a or, yeah after I, a one off season. I know we all Wake know that we, we all know that. Look, we we all know. Okay, but we'll, they'll find out the hard way. By the way, if I misspoke, if I said Utah in the Sun Bowl, I meant Stanford. Yeah, they had T- Toby Gerhardt that year. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Who was uh, Stanford's quarterback that year that did not play in the bowl game? Oh, he didn't play he in the didn't bowl game? He didn't play in the bowl game, but he was a – I think he was a true freshman that year at Stanford. Andrew Luck. Ah, nice job. The only Stanford quarterback in the past 15 years worth remembering, I guess, right? Why did he not – did he, he, I think he was fail hurt. a drug test like our guys did when they couldn't <laughs> play in the bowl game? No? Uh, no, something to do with Burlington Coat Factory out there in El Paso. Right. You don't get that reference. That's sad. I do get it. We had someone steal a suit or something, right? At <laughs> the Fiesta Bowl, yeah, one year. Yeah, that happened. I I still believe that that was just miscommunication. <laughs> Agree. Agree. <laughs> it was the Jameis Winston crab legs things. Just sometimes you forget. I've done it before. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. It is the Rush on the Ref. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you hour number one of the Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brown O'Haver studio. What's going on in the text line? Peyton says, what's funny is we've gotten lucky twice in terms of program-changing quarterbacks the year before they blew up. Missed Andrew Luck when he was hurt as a true freshman, and then Deshaun Watson was hurt his freshman year when that six-year senior that was like a fourth-string walk-on came in and dropped like 40 on us. Yeah, well, Cole we didn't. Cole Stouts. We yes. didn't. He, they, 
We didn't miss him the next year. No, did not. Um, yeah, and Drake came in. He took exception to your uh, Andrew Luck, the only quarterback from Stanford in 50 years that's been any I good. I said 15. 15. He he thought it was 15. Was just no, it was 15. Uh, appalled that you had forgot about John Elway. No, I, that's why I said 15. I think you can go. Th- <laughs> you can go 38. Yeah. 38 years. Uh, the SEC has announced that it distributed $777 million to its schools. That's roughly $54 million per school, roughly $10 million more than last year. That is from Ross Dellinger. This number does not include the additional $23 million the league distributed to its schools last year to mitigate COVID-impacted financial losses. Wow. What what was that first number again? Uh, the ver- they distributed seven hundred and seventy seven million to its schools. Nice fifty four million dollars per school. Ten more, ten million more than last year. Dang, it's a pretty good number, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. So um, something that we really don't talk about all that well. I I think we do with the SEC move a little bit. It's mostly about, you know, the recruiting aspect of things, the competition aspect of things, but we do tend to forget that the money going to be flowing as, uh, as as much as it's ever have been around here with the move to that league. Well, it is, and the other thing is I, that number, and I have no idea how to gauge or, you know, there's smart people out there that could, that have, I mean, there, there's a reason that they wanted to, or were okay with OU and Texas joining is because it's going to raise that number for everyone or else they'd have no interest in adding two teams like OU and Texas to the conference, right? So I think I've heard the number of around 70-something million is what they expect, 75 million a year payout whenever they add OU and Texas. I don't know how they come to that number, but um, I feel like that's what everyone was kind of throwing around last summer. So, yeah, I, I think it's – and it's the same thing with Joe C. Joe C. wouldn't wouldn't throw us into the SEC if it wasn't going to have, uh, you know, financial gain attached to it. And I think it's going to – and that's just the conference payout, which I don't know if we would get a full share right out of the gate. A lot of times they kind of – Oh, you and Texas coming in a little think. bit different than TCU and West Virginia. You know what I mean? Like carrying yeah. a – you know, a little bit bigger of a, right. of a stick here. I would. I don't know if they it, are for sure right. or not, but they got a better chance. I would expect it, but I just don't know. But I think the, I think the uh, like, just the added benefit of, like for instance, Norman, the local community. If we if we play like the pod system, and you're constantly playing other teams from other pods, like on a rotation. We'll have new teams coming to town for road games and new fan bases that either have never been here or haven't been here in decades. Yeah. Like two of those coming every every year, at least two of those coming every year. And like that's just gonna end up being such a huge boost. Ticket sales will do really well. Tickets, with that, man. hotels, uh restaurants, booze. Everything. Well, I, I think that OU is actually already seeing the effects of it. I know people that bought season tickets last year just so that they could secure them 
for when OU was officially in the SEC. Otherwise, if the SEC move wasn't announced, they would not have bought season f- uh, football tickets last year. But since the SEC move was announced, it was the attitude of, well, we better get them now or we may not have a chance to get them when they're actually in the SEC, so let's just go ahead and do it. Right. Which is which is awesome. Right. I know it. I, I think that's – and I don't know. Someone will probably text it in. I feel like I remember the number of like – and this is, I think, before maybe we had a bit of a purge uh, with uh, COVID and some of the different stuff that went on, but haven't we – Always hovered in between like the sixty and sixty-five thousand uh, season ticket number every year. I mean, I was led to believe that there was this massive waiting list uh, once upon a time, but that seems about right as a number. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the SEC schools that have, in recent memory, made a trip to Norman. A and M obviously has. Their last one would have been what 2011. That's Tennessee. Still, that's still ten years ago. A and M, Missouri, Alabama, Tennessee. But even Alabama was twenty years ago now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's considered a. I think that would be a, a new trip. Really, everyone's been over a decade except for Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, that would be the only one. And I think that. You know, maybe some are saying, well, all right, not every single SEC home game is going to be LSU, is going to be Arkansas, is going to be A&M. Fair, but those aren't the only schools out there that have large fan bases. No. Like, South Carolina would have, what, the third largest fan base in the Big 12, probably? Yeah. And I guarantee you the first time that they come to Norman, they're, they're going to bring a lot of fans. So you're going to see it from all over the conference, not just yeah. the schools that are close Especially by. Especially for first trips. Just like we travel like crazy anytime we have a decent non-conference game, right? We travel like crazy anyways, but these fan bases are going to travel like crazy to come to Oklahoma just to see it. I mean, Oklahoma is one of the destination spots, stadiums in college football with all of the history and stuff. So I... It, they're not all Alabama and Georgia, but, man, I, Tennessee fans traveled really well whenever they came here. I think South Carolina would. I think Florida fans would. Obviously, Bama, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Uh, hell, I think Mississippi State. They would. It's a destination trip. I mean, everyone out, everyone out there is college football fans, and if you're a college football fan, you want to see what Oklahoma's about. The, the best the example— schools I'm not—like, Kentucky— Missouri, Vanderbilt, that's about the only schools that I don't think would travel well. Right. And yeah. they may even travel. Like, I don't know, Kentucky's got a, a nice a little, nice football little program thing right now, going sure. right now. They, they maybe want to travel the, to Oklahoma. The best for. reasoning as to why that's going to happen, even with the schools that, you know, kind of routinely finish at the bottom, OU is ranked number four in the country in 2014 when Tennessee came to town as an unranked team. Now – they did have a little excitement in their program because Butch Jones, I think, was on his first year. Yeah. But they were a massive underdog. No one thought that Tennessee was going to win the game. And like you said, they brought a ton of fans down here. Right. And other schools will. Even if they're a massive underdog, people will bring fans here because it's a destination trip. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very anxious about it. And I'm curious, do you think – 
do you think we see any more movement with the SEC before we're actually there? Is there going to be more teams before we actually play? A game no, there? but but I think that the SEC is not done adding. I, I do think that there's going to be a day when we're talking about a Clemson, a Florida State. I mean, you're going to have to be a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, the only heavy hitters that are left in the Southeast that aren't in this league are what Clemson and Florida State. That that that's it, right? If you want to include Notre Dame. Uh, I will not include Notre Dame in this. Okay. And if you want to include uh, Swasu Southwest. Southwestern Oklahoma State. Yeah. Swasu, the focus is you. Uh-huh. That's where uh, the Ryans <laughs> went to school, right? Hey, there you can see. Exactly. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one. Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Let's uh, get through as many texts as we can on the Air Cover Solutions text line. Let's First go. Off, getting a QB like Dylan Gabriel experienced more yardage than most quarterbacks to date. And he has two or three seasons left in him. OU hit a home run with this lefty. If all goes well, DG ends regular season with record-setting stats. You know, that is... It'd be hard to set records at OU at quarterback. That is an interesting point of view I'm just trying to think here off the top and I know there's probably going to be some guys out there um Will Rogers at Mississippi State I how many guys out there have more career passing yards than 8,000 there's probably not a lot you think uh Bryce Young no he wouldn't even have that many he's just a one-year starter there's no way CJ Stroud wouldn't either no um he may be yeah Spencer Sanders, I don't think would. Right? Yeah, I don't think that he would. How many years has he started? Spencer Sanders has started on and off. I think three years. Three. Yeah, he's probably he's probably close. Just you know, not a whole lot. And that's I mean, this there is a resume coming in at quarterback that not a whole lot of people recognize and realize. Yeah. Uh, one more. Can we please upgrade the ugly press box? Teddy's going to no. disagree with you on that one. What are you talking about? It's one of the things that we take pride in. Whenever all those SEC schools come to cover games here, they're going to enter into the worst press box. It's the worst press box in the Big 12, so I guarantee it's the worst press box in the SEC, which that's a badge of honor. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two is next.